Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Before we let you go, Rick, is there anything else left on the to-do list for you guys this winter? You know, it's funny. The, I, I made a flip comment during the end of the Eaton contract. We, I, I thought we were done with questions, and one of our, our reporters said, wait, I got one more. Uh, are you, is your team set? And uh, I think my response was something like, stay tuned, which was just stupid because it created expectations <laughs> that something was in queue. Well, it's it, it it really just off. me trying to get off the Zoom call at that point. Uh, so obviously we signed, we signed Hendricks since then. So I, I, I delivered on that flipping comment. So I've, I've learned now, though, I'm going to err at the other extreme and go more with the Hoosiers approach of our, our team is on the floor. Uh, and if we add something else, then everyone's surprised. But I did like that the, the reference. The answer is somewhere in between those two. You know, you're always looking for ways to get better. There's no team in baseball that wouldn't want more pitching, and, and we're no exception to that. But for now, uh, we feel as we as we get closer to spring, we feel feel pretty good about where we sit. Chicago White Sox general manager Rick Hahn on the MLB Network. Certainly, the White Sox uh, have been active this off season. They are coming off their first playoff trip in some time. Highly competitive against a really good Oakland A's team. Chicago Cubs, the opposite of active. They sit and watch as Cubs leave town. Here to talk about it all, I welcome in our senior baseball expert here at 670 The Score, Bruce Levine. I always try and visit with Bruce when I get these opportunities to host. Uh, Bruce, I appreciate you taking the time, and we're going to start on the south side first. Uh, You and I have not talked since the Liam Hendricks signing. It's a big deal. You know, Rick Hahn is not shy. He makes the deal for Lance Lynn. Uh, I wouldn't call it a blockbuster trade, but certainly a really big trade. And now he goes out and gets, you know, maybe the most coveted closer in the American League. Uh, uh, I, I think it would be hard to say the White Sox are not going for it this year. Well, no doubt. I mean, uh, the, you know, the, the comment by Rick uh, over the last couple of years has been, we deserve a seat at the table, meaning that uh, free agents are, you know, should be paying attention to the White Sox, that other teams should be paying attention, that they've done their work, that they've brought in a lot of players from other places, that they've developed their own players, and that they're ready. And and you don't hear any of that rhetoric anymore, Hub. It's all about uh, going out there and winning. And, uh, you know, uh, now the, the question is, is uh, how good they can, how, how good they can be and whether they can win uh, the Central and be, one of the top elite teams in baseball, and uh, that's what they're striving for. So there's no more talk of the rebuild, no more talk about, well, we still have some baby steps to take before uh, we're considered a contender. This is all about trying to win a World Series. 
Where are they at payroll-wise at this point, uh, Bruce? I mean, about 130 it, million. Yeah, so I mean, it, it's really interesting that they have built this really impressive roster, and they're still in in really good shape. I would guess that 130 probably keeps them in the lower half of the league. Well, it it, it would in uh, other years, but if you see uh, how the spending has gone um, over this last couple of years, you're gonna you're gonna be surprised to see how many teams are going to be way, way, way under uh, the competitive balance tax, which is around $210 million in 2021. Uh, you know, the Cubs obviously have dropped a tremendous amount of money off of what they paid before. Uh, Boston has done that as well. Uh, many teams are, are going to be in that area. So $130 million doesn't sound like much, uh, but... Uh, it's going to be the median number pretty soon, you know, the way things are going. Uh, that's that's just the way the, the nature and and the, the White Sox, you know, you know, you have to remember they didn't spend any money for four years, so uh, this is a, a huge step up. They had a lot of money that they could spend and still be at a number that's uh, reasonable, uh, considering they still don't know what revenues are going to be all about in 2021. Well, and obviously they're also very fortunate in that in many respects they're in the same spot the Cubs were in 15 and 16 where, where most of their best players are still these young stars who are just emerging. They've done an excellent job uh, of getting most of them signed to longer-term deals, uh, but those longer-term deals are still only working out to you know average per year of the seven, ten, twelve million dollar range, and and so in that regard, I, I I would think that Rick Hahn has to get really high grades. No, I mean it's an excellent point that you bring up, Hub. The fact that it's stuttered, uh, it's not even seven, eight, nine million for a lot of them at this point. It's lower than that. You know, it accelerates over these you know longer contracts, seven, eight years, for uh, most of these young guys, and you know it really steps up. You know, in the fourth fifth sixth seventh year but most of these guys are in their first and second year of uh, these contracts and they're still way below average for star quality players so from all of that uh, they have certainly done their homework and the, the white Sox with uh, mr reinsdorf and kenny williams and rick have done a sensational job of uh, stuttering this and uh, making it so that over the next two or three years when they should be competitive to win a world series it's not going to escalate to 170, 180, 190 million in one or two off seasons. So Bruce in, in Lance Lynn, they've got a number three guy for their rotation who probably would be a number two in most rotations. And Liam Hendricks, you get a guy who at least last year in the abbreviated season was, was arguably the best closer in the American league. Uh, where do they still have work to do? Well, they need a backup catcher. I mean, you know, they have Zach Collins and, uh, you know, he's not really a defensive catcher. So uh, they, they need to go out and get themselves a guy that can catch 40 to 60 games uh, when Grandel is not catching. You know, you don't want a veteran like Grandel, 31 or so, 32, uh, catching 130, 140 games. That's, that's not how you're going to get optimum amount out of the fact that he's a potent offensive player from both sides of the plate. So catchers, you know, normally... Uh, you know, they they can start the season off well. And, and if they're catching 130 games by the end of the year, they're, they're, they're not contributing offensively. They have to protect the offense from Grandel because he's such an important player 
from both sides of the plate, in particular from the left side uh, where they lack a lot of power. So from, from that perspective, they need a backup catcher. They could probably uh, certainly use another um, another pitcher, a kind of swing man. But um, unless they make trades, I don't see too much of that happening. I think they probably only have a few million dollars left to spend before they hit their um, their payroll number. And you want to have money left over in uh, July, the end of July, when uh, you want to make a trade or you want to uh, you want to bring somebody in that can help you win a, a pennant. So um, that flexibility is 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 gone away by all the spending. But in so doing, you know, they've set themselves up with a very good looking team. Are you satisfied with where they're at defensively in the outfield now? Well, no, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily say that. But Eaton is a is a huge uh, addition. I I certainly you know if it was my team hub, I would have Eloy Jimenez as my DH. You know, not because he's so poor defensively, but you have to protect him against injury. Every year of his career, including the minor leagues, he's had injuries uh, and they weren't, you know, they weren't beyond baseball, normal situations. He just uh, is injury prone guy. You need him to be in 150 ball games. You need him to take 600 at bats. So that way, you know, uh, he, he hasn't been able to do that because of the fact that he keeps hurting himself, uh, you know, playing defense. And, you know, that is something you should protect yourself against. Nonetheless, it's not my team hub. Nobody's going to listen to me about it. I'm just telling <laughs> you uh, that at left field, you're going to be having an outfielder that it can't get it done. But Luis Robert is a sensational center fielder who has as much range as anybody in the outfield. Adam Eaton's a way above average outfielder in right field. Um, um, you know, you, you have, um, uh, Leori Garcia, uh, you have Adam Engel, who's a far superior defensive player. So you can get, you can get him out of there later in games, but you don't want that bat to not be there in the seventh, eighth and ninth inning when you, he can drive in a big run. So from all that, their defense is going to be better with Eaton, uh, but, um, it could be superior with, Jimenez DH. A huge part of the White Sox success over the next couple of years is going to depend on how close uh, Jimenez and Lewis Robert get to their ceilings. Uh, they're both coming off, uh, you know, I think certainly uh, really strong years in the 60 game season. Uh, any concerns about how they now project if they can play uh, 150, 160 game season? And are they on the trajectory that you think those two need to be on? You know, that's a really interesting question because Robert, you know, in, in Cuba, uh, Robert, they, they play 90 games, 95 games. So the biggest adjustment Jose Abreu admitted to have was getting used to playing the 162-game schedule when he came over as a rookie, you know, like a 26-year-old rookie, 27-year-old rookie, you know, back in 2014. So we will have to see how Robert uh, does pace himself and how many games he can play. He does have some one minor league season where he played a full boat and did quite well. So the, the type of baseball athlete he is, I'm not all that concerned uh, about that. Uh, I think he'll be fine there. Uh, you know, as far as Jimenez, you got to get him to the post. You got to get him 150 games. You got to get him 600 at bats. That's the key. Uh, his bat is so potent. He's such a good hitter. He has such good concepts already about, you know, 
hitting the ball the opposite way and doing it in the gap and out of the ballpark. Uh, you know, the sky is the limit for the type of hitter that he can be. So uh, getting them out there, posting them every day, that's going to be a, a big part of uh, the White Sox success. Are, are we done asking questions about Tim Anderson following up the batting title with a 322? And is he good enough defensively? Are, are, are you comfortable that the White Sox have a, quote, all-star or close to all-star shortstop? He's improved every year, Hub. And defensively, I think people, uh, you know, looked at the numbers, saw that he, he was battling for a second batting crown last year and concentrated on that. The guy's going to hit. He's going to hit all day long. There's no question about that. But his improvement on defense was was vast last year. He improved so much technically and uh, just comfortability as far as going after balls, not not making every play a sensational play, getting around baseballs, you know, surrounding them rather than backhanding him or trying to make a great play. He got himself in position. He knows the hitters better. Uh, it was a, a tremendous improvement defensively for Tim Anderson. So I still think... There's a, there's a huge uh, level of uh, superstardom that he can attain uh, if he keeps improving and working like he did over the last few years. Yohan Moncada took a big step forward in 19, a significant step backwards last year. I know nicked up injuries, and I don't personally think that we should make too much of what anybody did in the truncated 60-game season with all that was going on. Uh, but are there concerns uh, about the fact that Moncada, you know, couldn't follow that 19 campaign uh, the way? No, they because uh, they're convinced that most of it was COVID-related, and that uh, mm-hmm. the COVID, um, the COVID uh, disease, uh, you know, or the illness, the virus uh, affected him more than than many players who uh, who got it. Um, he never fully recovered. They felt he he never got his energy totally back. There'd be times where he was running from. Uh, first to third or second to home, and he'd be winded. This is a world-class baseball athlete. Uh, he could run all day long. You know, he's a young guy. Um, so he was more impacted by the by the illness than anybody else. And I, I think they're they're hoping and you know they're they're assuming that he's going to come back full throttle from this. But it was tremendously impactful on him, and I don't think he. We ever saw, you know, the real Yon Mancata at all in 2020. All right, Bruce. I, I keep asking questions about the White Sox because I, I, I'm just I, I'm annoyed uh, with the Cubs even more today than, than many days with some news that I think just broke, you know, within the last few hours. I, I understand, you know, we got to give Jed a chance. It's a new day. It's a new plan. Um, but we keep hearing about threading this needle and trying to continue to compete. And when I read that the Angels apparently just signed Jose Quintana for eight million bucks, and Lord knows I, I'd give anything to make eight million bucks over the next ten years, let alone one. But let's be honest: in baseball, for a number three or a number four starter, it's just, I mean, you're gonna tell me that. And I know, you know, last year was disappointing with the injury, but 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 this guy has been an innings eater his entire career. The Cubs couldn't afford eight million bucks to bring back, you know, Quintana with all the questions they have about their rotation. Well, you know, he's, he came off of a year where he really didn't do anything, right, Hub? Mm-hmm. So your your projection is from 2019, is that right? Yeah, but I mean, it, last year was an injury that, that shouldn't have a, right. I wouldn't think, have a long term effect. 
and and it's not like the guy doesn't have a track record. You know, you you know why the Angels are giving him eight million. No, no, I mean, I, I think yeah. eight million dollars is a real good deal for the Angels and for Quintana mm-hmm. for one year. But uh, you know, as far as where the where the Cubs are at and whether they wanted to go back, you know, to to sign him again for one year, we don't know. You know, we don't know what the offer was, but I'm sure it wasn't going to be eight million. They're they're not going to have a pitching staff where people are making eight and ten million dollars uh, anymore right now. That's just the way it is. They're going to be looking at guys, looking at projects that are making a couple, two, three million, and uh, hope that they get the best out of them. So, Quintana on a one-year deal, I don't, you know, it made sense for Quintana to go somewhere else. Uh, I don't know. I don't even know if he wanted to come back to the Cubs. We don't know that. Mm-hmm. All I can tell you is that, you know, every the the What's being written, what's being said about the Cubs, you know, you can you can take your shots at them right now, and I think it's fair. But, uh, you know, I, I read uh, Steve Greenberg's story today about the Cubs and how uh, they're a bad team and they're finished. It's like they, they won their division last year. How do you know they're going to be a bad team? Do you know, well, that? Do you, you know they're going to be bad? No, but Bruce, that, that's exactly my point because, as you right. know, I'm I'm a fanatic. I love the Cubs. I'm not going to take shots at them. I'm no, annoyed. no. I mean, it's yeah. fair to take shots at yeah. that they're not going after uh, high-profile pitchers or people that have been there in the past. I mean, you know, they only offered a couple million dollars at John Lester. He paid uh, Washington paid him five million. Whether you think John Lester is going to be good or not in the future, that's up for debate. You know, at age 37. But yeah, the reality I- that. Um, that they're going to be bad. I just, you know, it's January the 20th. How, how do you, how does anybody know they're going to be bad? They won their division last year. Well, but, but that, that's kind of exactly my point, Bruce. It, yeah. is I'm not, I'm not upset about Lester. I, I, I love the guy. We'll never thank him enough for what he did for Chicago, but, but the pitcher I saw last season, I, I don't think is going to give Washington much this year. I look at Quintana and, and, and I keep hearing Jed and, and, and guys saying that they think, that there is the ability to both begin restocking, rebuilding, and still mm-hmm. compete. But how are you going to do that with two and three million dollar pitchers? That that's what I'm talking about. Well, it's difficult, but uh, you know, they, because their farm system just hasn't uh, given them what they need. You know, it's it's a failure of the farm system to supply proper players to them. And you know, over the past say five years, hub, they've been averaging paying over a hundred million dollars a year. To their pitching staff, okay, that that's not sustainable. You can't you can't sustain a an organization or a uh, a team that way by continually signing uh, free agents that are making that kind of money and hope that they they perform that way. You have to have a minor league system that uh, that that pushes you forward. So it's incumbent upon uh, Jed to really trade some of these people here and bite the bullet a little bit. And, and get the, that next wave of good young players to go along with the players they're developing right now. I mean, trying to win this year, okay, that's, that's great. But, I mean, you know, is, is that going to be satisfactory for you in 2021, 22, uh, 22, 23, 24, if you still don't have those young players in your system to uh, get you to the next level? I think, they're, you know, the plan has to be we have to develop, we have to trade for – we have to get young players that we have control over that we can develop. And if it's not from our system, we'll develop from somebody, someone else's system. 
it's it's painful. I mean, I I understand Cub fans are not happy about that, but uh, I'm 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 willing to give them the benefit of the doubt to uh, see what kind of team they have come uh, April 1st or whenever the season starts. Bruce, I, I should know this, and I don't, um, and I apologize for that. But uh, what what is Jason McLeod's status these days? Um, I, I you know I know he kind of kicked sideways the other uh, I I want to say recently, um, but I just don't know where he's at right now. Okay, he's, have you still got me, Studs? Oh, okay. I apologize. All right, we seem to have lost Bruce Levine, guys, and, and I apologize for that. Uh, we we are working with some interesting circumstances in the COVID world. We've been doing it for quite a while now. We've gotten very good at it, but we are in different locations and working with some pieces of software that every once in a while uh, give out on us. And for whatever reason, we lost Bruce. So I think what we're going to do here is let's take a break. I'm a little late for a break anyway. When we get back, if we are unable to get Bruce, we're going to get right back to the phone lines. 312-644-6767 is the phone number. Text at that number as well. You want to follow up on some of the baseball talk? That's great. You want to get back into the NFL? We still haven't talked a lot about the AFC and NFC title games this weekend. We've got lots more left taking you up until 10 o'clock right here at 670 The Square. Actually, you know what? We got Bruce back. So rather than go to a break, let me ask the last question or two, uh, and then we'll get there. Bruce, I was asking before we had that little interruption there, I should know this and I don't. I don't know what Jason McLeod's status is. And I know for the longest time they were the three amigos with, with Theo and Jed and Jason. Um, and, and I'm not even sure how the Cubs are overseeing this redevelopment and restocking of their talent. So you're asking me about Jason McLeod? Yes. Jason McLeod is, uh, last I saw, was uh, head of player, de- player uh, um, per- personnel. Uh, there's not an exact job that he has other than advising Theo and uh, be- before it was Theo, now Jed in the front office uh, with his baseball acumen. I don't think there's a direct uh, job that he has right now. So he's it's not a, he's it's not a part of him uh, rebuilding the uh, scouting or the player development. That's not his uh, territory any longer. Well, that, that's what I suspected, and that's why I'm asking, because for years it was in Theo and Jed and Jason we trust. Is it all just in Jed we trust now? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the face of the – he's the face of the organization. He's not hiring. He has a couple of assistant GMs, uh, you know, along the way here. Uh, and, uh, you know, he just named them over the last month and a half. But, uh, no, it's uh, – Jed is the, fa- the baseball face of the team, and – and that's how it's going to be. He's on record as saying he's not going to hire a general manager for most of 2021. He says he wants to be able to vet and spend some time with uh, the next guy who's going to be the GM in the organization. And knowing because of COVID that you can't really meet up with people and you can't spend time of any value with them, he, he's putting that off until maybe the end of uh, 2000, end of the season or at the very earliest you know, the summer to the uh, to the fall of 2021. All right, Bruce, last one, and I will let you go. I know that you have your ear to the ground 24-7. That's what we do in our respective sports. Are you hearing any rumblings 
uh, about the kind of big deals that we're expecting. Uh, do you know if there's any conversation about dealing a Chris Bryant uh, or, or a Wilson Contreras or, or even a Javi Baez, or, or is the sense kind of becoming that they're going to stick it out and see what happens at the deadline? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if, if they would pull a trade off, but they're, they're not giving these guys away, okay? They're not giving Chris Bryant away. They're not giving Contreras away. Unless they get a favorable deal uh, in their direction, uh, it's, they're, not, they're not dumping money. That, that is not what they're doing. They're, they're trying to get better. And if, they, if there's a good deal for Chris Bryant out there, brings back a couple of very good young players, uh, somebody that can be projected right away. Um, they'll, they'll make a trade like that. Contreras, two years remaining on his uh, on his on his control, he's an all-star catcher and one of the best offensive players in the game. Has improved dramatically defensively. You're not just giving it away because somebody on Twitter says they think that uh, both of these guys are going to get traded. So the progression will be if the Cubs can do well in that, those trades and get something back that makes sense for the future, uh, they, will make, they will make those trades. Otherwise, those guys will be on your team this year. I, I know I said one more, Bruce, but i got to follow up because of your answer just now. The U Darvish trade, I understand who those four prospects are and that in a couple of years they could be really interesting. But mm-hmm. in terms of what it does for the team right now, wasn't that pretty much a money dump? I, I, you could call it that. I mean, you, you got back Zach Davies. They're going to pay him eight million dollars to be the, uh, the the second or third pitcher on your on their pitching staff. So um, I would say for the long run, for 2022 and 23, maybe yeah, they're going to save a lot of money on that, and they can redirect that money toward uh, younger, more controllable guys. But um, I would say it's fair to say that they dumped out of that money uh, for those years, but that money is going to be spent on someone else. It's not like the Cubs are going to crawl into a shell hub and pretend they're a small market team for the next five years. That's not the intent of uh, the organization. They're not going back to being, you know, the, 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 the team of the 1970s that never won anything. Uh, there's, a, there's a huge investment, not only uh, economically, that the Ricketts family have made um, in... Uh, Wrigley Field and the buildings around there, but in the the trust of uh, of the fan base, they don't want to give that trust up. Right now, it's wavering because people are upset uh, that they don't see a contending team right now on January the 20th. But in reality, uh, the Cubs are not going to try not to win. I mean, that would be a ridiculous premise. If that's the case, you know, Mr. Ricketts would put the uh, for sale sign up and sell it tomorrow. He has no intent of not being a winning organization. Uh, everything that he has ever said about what he wanted to do when him and his family bought the team in 2009, he has followed through on. He said he wanted to win a World Series. He said he wanted uh, Wrigley Field to be sustainable forever. He said he wanted the neighborhood and the people around there to prosper uh, from the situation. So I don't, I really don't see anything that he ever promised. And more importantly, he said every dollar that they got would go back into the team and uh, the the ballpark. And I, I don't see where he's failed in any of his uh, his commitment to to baseball. Now, if you see them the next two or three years not compete and not build toward another championship, then all bets are off. And I would say, you know, 
then you can you can come out and say this guy doesn't want to win anymore. But I don't see any signs of that whatsoever, other than the obvious changing of the guard, the obvious fact that there's only six players left from that World Series team uh, in 2016, and the one failure the organization has had, which is a huge one, is not having a minor league system that is helping sustain success. You know, Bruce, as I let you go, uh, my, my greatest fear after my greatest joy, which was that World Series in 2016, is that the 2016 Cubs would become the 1985 Bears. Uh, is it fair to say that that's where they're at right now? Today, right yeah. on January 20th, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. On April 1st, I think, I think there's, there's a chance that they're going to be a better-looking team you know, on, on April 1st. I don't think it's going to be the team you're looking at right now. I think they'll make additions, and I think they'll be a team in their division that'll still be competitive. Now, uh, if, you, if you tell me that the Cardinals are a great team and they've made great additions and the Brewers have done the same thing, I would say that uh, the that Cubs have is just as good a chance as any of those teams to win the Central Division of the National League. All righty. That's what Cubs fans will hope for. Bruce, I love talking baseball with you. Could do it all night, but I've already kept you overtime. Really appreciate your time this evening. I know that this Saturday we'll be inside the clubhouse from 9 to 11. Don't know if you've got the show lined up yet, uh, but I will be listening, and hopefully everybody else will be too. Hub, thank you much. Always a pleasure talking ball with you. Take care. That is our very own Bruce Levine. I am very late for a break, but we're going to take it here. Got time for a few more phone calls with you all. 312-644-6767 as we take it up until 10 o'clock. Give me a call. Let me know what we haven't talked about yet, about your Bears, your Sox, your Cubs, whatever it may be. You've got Chicago's number one rated all sports radio station, 670 The Score. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got 
you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Thank you all so much for being with me this evening. I am Hub Arthur sitting in for Joe Ostrowski on the Joe O Show. We've got about 25 minutes left. We'll take you up till 10 o'clock and then we will hand it off to the CBS Sports Radio Network for a couple hours. We'll go national with all sports for you. And then at midnight, the Grobber is back in. Les Grobstein in his 50th year on the air. I find that very impressive, Grobber. Congratulations. Uh, Overnights with Les, of course, tomorrow. Got the best sports lineup in town from 5 to 9. It'll be my buddies Mike Mulligan and David Haw, Mully and Haw. And then from 9 to noon, the newish uh, Bernstein and Rahimi show. Of course, Bernsey's been around forever. Layla, a great new addition to our score lineup. You got Lawrence Holmes from noon to two, and then the Danny Parkins show, which most often has been including Matt Spiegel these days. I don't know if Spiegs is in tomorrow or not, but the best sports talk in town all day long right here at 670 The Score. Uh, Of course, we are the home of the Chicago Cubs. We are the home of the Chicago Bulls. All of their live action as it comes to you as well. 312-644-6767 is my phone number this evening on the BetQL listener line. You can also get to us in the tech zone. Brought to you by Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin. Save time. Shop online at rosenhyundai.com by texting 312-644-6767. I've had one active texter this evening who is upset with me because he's come back a couple times. Uh, and I apologize for not getting to you sooner. In the 708 area code, uh, Texter says, I apologize for texting again on the same subject, but to my earlier questions, do you know any more about the compensatory picks for the Bears this year? Um, the projection is that the Bears will have two compensatory picks in the sixth round uh, for Nick Williams and Chase Daniels, both of who signed with the Detroit Lions. Compensatory draft picks are awarded on a kind of a complicated system that the league has never really um, put in black and white for us. Uh, we, We don't have the exact details as to how this is arrived at, but we do know that it is through a combination of free agents that a team loses what they sign for with their new team, and then the amount of playing time they get uh, in the season in the first year of that deal. And uh, based on what the contracts were for, it is projected the Bears will get six-round comp picks for Williams and Daniel. Um, There was also originally 
a report that they could get a sixth or seventh round pick for Cornelius Lucas, who signed in Washington. Um, but I'm not hearing as much about that one, and I would be surprised by it because the contract just wasn't very big, not the amount that you would normally expect uh, a compensatory pick for. So I wouldn't rule that out, um, but, but that was the other pick that you were hearing um, uh, a lot about, and uh, I hope that answers your question. Uh, another text here, um, uh, if you truly know that the Bears are not going to win the Super Bowl next year, uh, and I really believe you need to rebuild your team by the draft, do we put Khalil Mack up for trade, maybe get a couple third-round picks for him? What do you think? Um, a, you know, we don't know who's going to win the Super Bowl next year. I, I think the question you're really asking is if you think the Bears aren't going to contend, if you're convinced they're not good enough to get to the playoffs and maybe win a playoff game or two. Um, and my answer would be that right now they are closer to that than over half the teams in the league. doesn't mean they're close. It means they're closer than over half the teams in the league. They're not a team where you say there's no chance, blow it up, you've got to rebuild. Uh, you know, there, there have been circumstances uh, over the last couple seasons where things could have gone one way or the other. Things have gone more bad than good. Some of that may be because they're a bad team and a bad organization. That I can't say for sure. Um, but I do think the window with that defense is open for at least another year, maybe two. And you do not have to get a franchise quarterback to get to or even win a Super Bowl. To do it regularly, to be the team that people envy, you need one, but you don't need one just to get there. So I'm not convinced that the Bears, not yet anyway, because I don't know, all thing, all kinds of things are going to happen this offseason, uh, but I'm not convinced yet that the Bears can't contend in 2021. So no, I am not ready to deal Khalil Mack still in the prime of his career. I know the numbers weren't what you hoped for this year, maybe not even last year, but the performance really was. He does so many things uh, that make a defense tough to beat beyond just piling up sacks and statistics. And so Khalil Mack to me is still, I mean, you know, he's an all pro again this year, you know, second team with AP, but, but <laughs> there's only two of those guys, two outside, you know, second team all pros, only four all told. He's still one of the very best at what he does. And I think to just get a couple third round picks back when you have a chance to still contend with them doesn't really make any sense. Let's go to the phone lines and get to Ron, who is on the north side. Ron, how you doing? Uh, fine. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say I was hearing that they might uh, uh, bring uh, or the interview and Mike Singletary and uh, uh, kind of have mixed feelings about uh, it'd be good for him if they did, but I almost feel like that they'd just be wasting his time if they don't actually make some changes, especially at the quarterback position. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's how many times can you give somebody a chance to fail? And so if they don't give a, a competitive quarterback and Singletary, I actually met him in person years ago, right during the height of the Super Bowl years. But anyway, um, you know, very humble, very uh, nice person. But uh, I'm just saying I, 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 I would hate to see him just to spin his wheels with the Bears, you know, without them being competitive. Well, yeah, Ron, I, I, I'm not sure where to take that because the report that we've heard is that they did interview him. Uh, my understanding 
and I need to do some more research on this, but what I've heard, and I've been working on it during the show, actually, because I didn't know a lot about it coming into this evening, um, but working the text and the phones during breaks, um, I believe that, that Mike actually reached out to them. That, that he is really anxious to get back into the league in a coaching capacity and reached out to inquire and that out of respect for him that they may have, in fact, had that conversation. At the end of the day, I'm not worried about them wasting his time so much as I am in him not being helpful to the organization. Uh, Mike Singletary is an outstanding human being, and he was an outstanding football player, a Hall of Fame player. He has not been a good football coach in the opportunities that he's had. He's never been a coordinator at the NFL level. He was a head coach. He went right from being a defensive assistant and a position coach to being the head coach of the 49ers. It was obviously a really bad idea. That's why it only lasted a little less than two years. Um, and, and he is, I think, definitely not the answer uh, in what the Bears need to keep that defense as a top five, top seven unit in the NFL. So I think it would be a mistake for the Bears to hire him for that job. Now, if they wanted to bring him back in a football consulting capacity to, to be the kind of guy that, that people have recommended or suggested uh, a Gary Fensick or an Olin Krutz for, you know, to be in the front office and to help with the football operation, that could make some sense. Uh, you know, I think Mike would bring some credibility. Uh, I don't know what kind of evaluator he is uh, uh, or how equipped he would be to, to, to give input on to, to quality coach hirings or, 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 or player acquisitions. Um, but but if, you, if you wanted to get him back in the organization and look at a kind of a, a team consultant slash, um, what do they call the guys with the Blackhawks, uh, you know, who, uh, the, the, the Tony Espositos and Bobby Hulls of the world, uh, there, ambassadors ambassador thank you studs that's exactly what i was looking for you know I, I suppose that could make some sense if you think there's benefit in that but but mike singletary as defensive coordinator i personally think would be an awful idea uh 312-644-6767 is the phone number another quick commercial break here but time for more of your calls in just a moment right here at the score Welcome back, guys. Hub Arkish here, and I've only got about seven, eight minutes left, but that is plenty of time to take another phone call or two at 312-644-6767 if there is anything that we haven't taken care of for you so far this evening. Uh, In the meantime, while we wait to see if the phone rings, again, give me a call, 312-644-6767. A couple texts here that that I want to get through real quick. Uh, I'm asked here uh, from the 708 area code hub. Is it true that Jay Rogers has joined the Chargers? Uh, Brad Biggs was reporting an hour or two ago that Rogers accepting a job with the Chargers. I would assume the D.C. job if he's going out there, you know, he is a free agent. His contract expired with the Bears. Uh, Bigsy is reporting that he will be joining the Chargers. I have not been able to confirm that, uh, but I've been on the air. Uh, next texter from the 847 area code, what about Lance Briggs' DC? No chance. Uh, I know Lance. I love Lance. Great football player. But I don't think that he has any interest in putting in the ridiculous time and hours and effort that it would take to be the defensive coordinator. At least he's never expressed uh, a desire to get into coaching, so I don't think so. Uh, Another one here, um, Hub. Uh, what would it take for Pace to get Watson? I assume that uh, means Deshaun Watson. Uh, it's from C-Note from Midway. Uh, C-Note, 
whatever it would take, the Bears don't have it. Let's let's just leave it at that. Okay, it's just it's not a realistic conversation. Uh, Deshaun Watson, number one, isn't getting traded. Number two, if he does get traded, it's going to take at least three number one picks and probably. Uh, a couple of quality starters or more picks. The Bears don't have those picks, and it's going to take at least one or two picks that the, the Texans could believe would be a top five, top six pick to try and get another quarterback. Uh, they'd want a young quarterback in return. The Bears don't have that to offer. There, there's no way that the Bears are going to be able to put together a trade for Deshaun Watson without ruining the team to the point that it wouldn't matter if they got him or not. Um, I, I love this text from the 815 area code hub. Great show tonight. Your style of broadcasting and calm demeanor reminds me of President Joe Biden. I assume that's a compliment. He's only been president for one day, so I don't know if he's a good president or not, but I certainly have never been compared to him. So thank you very much for that. I take it as a compliment. Uh, and then one more uh, in the tech zone brought to you by Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin. Save time. Shop online at rosenhyundai.com from the 847 area code. And I want to just spend a minute or two on this one. Uh, Hub, what are your thoughts on Wade Phillips' Lovey Smith or Matt Patricia for defensive coordinator. Thanks uh, from Elgin Ken. Ken, what's interesting about that is that I think any one of the three would be better than any other name that I have heard so far. Now, I don't know a lot about Jonathan Gannon, the the secondary coach uh, from the Colts, who apparently the Bears have interviewed. He is getting interest from a few other teams. He's a younger coach who might be very good um, I just, I'm just being honest with you. I don't know enough to say whether I think that would be a good hire or not. I do know that he was part of one of the best defenses in the NFL uh, over the last few years. And, and so he obviously has some resume pieces that are impressing some folks. Um, I, but I, I hear the names, you know, George Edwards, Mike Singletary, uh, James Betcher. They're, they're not nearly as qualified or exciting as, as a Wade Phillips, a Lovey Smith, or a Matt Patricia. I think Lovey Smith is kind of intriguing because while I never was in love with him as a head coach, obviously an outstanding defensive coach, outstanding defensive coordinator. Um, uh, you know, he did get fired, so, you know, you never know what the bad taste in your mouth is after that, especially when you get fired after a 10-6 and six season. Uh, but but let's get over it, guys. It was eight years ago, and, and I would think that Lovey, I know he still has a passion for the game, and, and I think that he could be excellent with the kind of talent that he'd have to work with, and I'd like to see the Bears take that more seriously. Matt Patricia, um, not meant to be a head coach, doesn't have the people skills, but a wildly successful uh, defensive coordinator with a handful of rings from New England, and clearly an upgrade, again, over anybody on the list, and then you get to Wade Phillips. Now, you know, you're not really moving forward or into the future when you start hiring 70-plus-year-old defensive coordinators. But in this particular case, um, when you look at the talent that he would have to work with and what this man has accomplished with far lesser talent, building some great defenses, he took a year away from the game. He did, his game struggled a bit in, in, in 2019 with the Rams, but he did an outstanding job. Remember, they were in the Super Bowl in 2018. He is a 3-4 coach, and that's what this Bears roster is built to do. 
Um, and I just think it would be, you know, really, and a guy who would come with no agenda. I mean, you know, certainly, you know, Matt Nagy wouldn't have to be looking over his shoulder. Uh, Ryan Pace wouldn't have to worry about what they were getting. Um, so I really like all three of those names and I'm disappointed that at least one or two of them hasn't, you know, been mentioned. Now that's not to say that, that the Bears wouldn't consider one, two, or all three, that they haven't considered them, that they may not be reaching out to them. You know, what you're seeing is a lot of reporting that we can get from the best sources we have as to who they've inquired about and who they've interviewed, but they are keeping this very close to the vest. And so um, I think it's likely that, that none of us on the beat have come up with every name that they have considered. Um, but, but Ken, thank you for that text, because I, I think it's really interesting, uh, you know, that those names, they're a little bit out of the box, but I think any one of them could turn out to be a, a pretty good hire. I don't think Patricia is going to work in the league this year. And I, I mean, Lovey doesn't need to work at this point. Lord knows he's made, I mean, I wouldn't think he does. He's made enough money as have Phillips, uh, but they've got it in their blood. And, and so I think there's a better chance that you could get a Lovey Smith or a Wade Phillips. I think Patricia probably is ready uh, for a year off. I think I got time to look at one more text here before I have to say good night. Um, and I've got somebody, uh, inquiring, uh, about Tyler Bray. Why do the bears keep protecting him? Did that cost or save money? Uh, that's from Mitch, Mitch, um, just as, as a, as a developmental guy who, who knows the, the offense, like the back of his hand that Matt Nagy wants to run and who probably is almost a player coach working with the other quarterbacks. No, it was less than minimum salary to have him on the practice squad, um, so it wasn't cost prohibitive. He's just, he's, he's a guy, I, my guess is that Matt Nagy sees a little bit of himself in, in Tyler Bray. Remember, you know, Nagy played some arena football, um, was in camp with the Eagles, got brought in as an intern, and I think he probably sees Bray uh, following a similar path. You hear the music, guys. That means it's time for me to say goodnight. Before I do, I want to give sincere thanks to my great lineup of guests tonight, Kevin Fishbane and Dan Pompey from The Athletic Bowl stop by, J.J. Stankovitz of NBC Sports Chicago, and our very own Bruce Levine, our senior baseball expert here at The Score. Make sure you tune in to Inside the Clubhouse every Saturday morning from 9 to 11 with Bruce. Um, Adam Studzinski Studs is our producer, our engineer tonight. An outstanding job, as always. Just can't say enough about the quality staff that we have here who really make the shows go at the score. The on-air stuff is easy. We just get to talk sports. But Studs just does such great work. And, Adam, thank you for all your help tonight. Most of all, to all of you for listening, for calling, for texting, thank you so much. Really enjoyed it. I will be consider- continuing, is what I want to say, my regular segments uh, every Monday and Wednesday from 11 to 11.40 with Dan Bernstein and Layla Rahimi, every Tuesday at 4 o'clock with Danny Parkins, sitting in whenever I get the opportunity and hosting. Follow me on Twitter at hub underscore Arkish, and I'll let you know when this is going to happen. In the meantime, have a great evening tonight, a great rest of the evening. Stay tuned. We've got the CBS Sports Radio Network coming up next, and at midnight it'll be be the grabber you've got chicago's number one rated all sports radio station 670 the score enjoy it folks and have a great rest of your night wow what a mustache oh my god
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.